Good Erev Shabbos to everyone, the holy Erev Shabbos Jews who gather together each week at this time, or as we count down and anticipate Shabbos, Shabbos that we desperately need more than ever, a time and a place of refuge to be together. It is uh, something that we cherish, and I cherish the fact that you join me uh, to be together. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, This Shabbos and every Shabbos, the truth is we think that we're observing or keeping one Shabbos, but the truth is we're keeping more than one Shabbos. What do I mean and how do I know that? In Sar Parsha, it happens to be. In Parsha's Kedoshim, the Torah tells us, Shabbososai, in plural, the double, the dual, the two Shabboses we are instructed, we are mandated to keep. Now, I don't know about you, but I only keep one Shabbos. Sundown Friday to sundown on Motzei Shabbos, 25 hours in total we keep. We abstain, we refrain from the 39 acts of creative labor. We try to inject and imbue that time with holiness and meaning. And there's one Shabbos that we're keeping. It's one day a week, it's not more than one day. So why does the Torah formulate, when it gives us this mandate, this mission, this challenge to observe Shabbos, why does it tell us in the plural Shabbososai more than one? Many asked this question, included among them the great Slonim Rebbe. And the Slonim Rebbe says the following. He says, The first set of tablets established one theme, one pattern of Shabbos. There's an aspect of Shabbos which is It commemorates creation. We revisit that notion of creation, of recreation, of rejuvenation. And then the second set of luchos, they establish or they introduce a second theme, and that is Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The fact that Shabbos liberates us, it frees us from the shackles, the to-dos, the anxiety, the worry of the week. We have this, this pocket in time, this window in time, just like there's a Mikdash in space, as we've been talking over and over, I can enter a sanctuary in space, and I can isolate myself, a safe room from the rest of the world, so too there's a sanctuary in time. I can isolate myself, I can retreat, into a sanctuary of time that is a place of a safety, of safe time. It's called the Heliga Shabbos. So Shabbososai in the plural says the Slana Marebbe because the truth is there are two aspects to Shabbos. There is the Zecher Lamasa Bereshis, the creation aspect, and the Zecher Liyetzias Mitzrayim. Rabbi Salavichik expands on this when he talks about the two notions, what he calls the Shabbos de la'ila or the Shabbos de la Tata, the upper Shabbos and the lower Shabbos. Shabbos gives us back our identity. It returns us to the core mission of who we are. When Adam Arishon is expelled from the Gan, from the Garden of Eden, he's introduced to these four components as Rabbi Salavichik. Hard labor, hard work, until then... Life, he was fully supported. Life was an endless shmorg. Hashem gave him everything he needed, everything he wanted. And now Adam would have to work. And we too continue to suffer that curse by having to, uh, by having to work. There was an endless pointless labor, a fear of a competitive society. It's not that the work was only you, but you had to compete. And there was the notion that Adam now began to confront his mortality. And Shabbos, even after being expelled from Gan Eden, says Rabbi Salavechik in his uh, Chumash of the Rav, in this week's parsha, Shabbos releases man from these four parts. We need to know that when to stop working, to come back to the core of who we were meant to be, the shorish, the root of who we are, to spend time with our family, to spend time with Hashem, to spend time and to be comfortable in our own skin uh, with ourselves. Shabbos de la Tata and the Shabbos de la Eila, we draw from the ultimate Shabbos, which is our connection, our are touching the world to come, what that will mean. But back to the Salonim Rebbe. Salonim Rebbe brings us to an amazing Orachayim HaKadosh. The Orachayim, Rechaim Ben Menatar, says the following. He says, if you look at the Orachayim, the Orachayim makes this comment, not in our parsha, but way back in Parsha's Bereshis, on the words, that Hashem rested. 
When God first created the world, how long was its contract? Athletes have a contract, rabbis have a contract, employees have a contract. How long is that contract? And when is the contract up for renewal? So we'd like to think that the contract was sort of endless. Hashem created a world, and He intended that world to continue until when? Until He would bring Mashiach, until there would be a world to come, until there would be an altogether transformation to the reality as we know it. But says the Arachayim HaKadosh, if you pay attention to the Pasuk, that was not in fact God's intent at all. What was God's intent, His original plan? For six days He created the world. It means that our original contract lasted how long? Six days. And only when we observe Shabbos properly, when we tap into the energy of Shabbos, when we rejuvenate and re-energize on Shabbos, when we return to the core of who we are on Shabbos, that's what earns us a contract extension. And says the Archaim HaKadosh, this continues this cycle, until today. We think we're part of this linear notion of time that's going to go on forever. And just every seven days, Shabbos comes. But that's not true. The whole world only renews itself for six days at a time. And it's only because we embrace our encounter, it's only because we tap into the energy, the holiness, the sanctity of Shabbos, that God says, you know what? I'm going to renew the contract. Six more days, and let's see what next Shabbos looks like. Ad Khan, that's what the Orachayim says. What does that mean? And I want to suggest to you, my dear Arab Shabbos Jew friends, I want to suggest to you, Holy Yidin, the following. What it means is we often get it backwards. We think that what's Shabbos for? Shabbos gives me the koach, the energy, the strength, the hope, the faith to get ready to face and confront another week. What will the next week hold? Will I earn a paycheck? Can I go back to work? Will normal life return? What will be the stresses, the anxiety? What will be the bad news, the good news? What will the week ahead bring me? I don't know. I need Shabbos. I need to sleep on Shabbos. I need to eat on Shabbos. I need to learn on Shabbos. I need to sing on Shabbos. I need to laugh on Shabbos. I need to play games on Shabbos. I need Shabbos to give me what I need to get back to the rest of the week. But my dear friends, that's backwards. That's not the way it's meant to be at all. In fact, it's the exact opposite. And we say it in our davening on Shabbos. Shabbos is tachlis. Shabbos is the goal, it is the purpose, it is the essence. It's not that I experience and I rest on Shabbos so I have what I need to get back to another week. It's that I go through the whole week. Why? To be able to get to Shabbos. Tachlis masabracious. It is the purpose, the goal, the essence. It's the reason that I do everything I do all week long. I don't rest on Shabbos to go back to work. I work all week long to earn, to merit, to be able to arrive at a sense of Shabbos. So when we understand that Shabbos is the tachlis, Shabbos is not anticipatory, it's not, it's not for the week ahead, but rather Shabbos is the essence of why I worked the whole week behind. Now I understand what it means. God renews the contract six days. Six days we work, and only when we understand that Shabbos is the tachlis, it's the reason. Why am I working so hard to be with my family, to provide for my family? Why am I working so hard to have some margin and space to learn, to daven, to sing, to make contact with holiness, to re-energize and restore my soul. Shabbos is the tachlis, it's the reason, it's the essence for why I had worked all week long. And that's maybe what the Orachayim HaKadosh means, that God created a world for six days and He said, let's see if humanity, when man gets to Shabbos, do they understand that that's the reason I did it all, that that's really the purpose and the essence. Will they understand that? If they do, I'll give them six more days so they can get ready for yet another Shabbos. So Shabbos, there are two components, there's a duality to every Shabbos we observe and every Shabbos we experience. On the one hand, there is commemorating the notion of beginning, 
of fresh start, of an opportunity to draw a line in the card and start again. That just like Kodesh Baruch is Mechadish B'chol Yom Tuvo B'chtuvo, Kodesh Baruch Hu recreates with His goodness, He gives us the ability to revisit creation and to revisit the definition of ourselves, to start again, to begin again, and to get it right. And then secondly, it's Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's the notion of liberty and of freedom. It's liberating ourselves from however we've defined ourselves, liberating ourselves from the mistakes and the shortcomings, liberating ourselves from the worries and the shackles, liberating ourselves from the anxiety. It's liberating ourselves in 25 hours Nothing bothers us. For 25 hours, everything is right. For 25 hours, it's me, Hashem, me and my family. All the challenges, all the problems, all the worries, they'll be there on the other end, just after you make Havdalah. But until then, until then, tap into that beauty of Shabbos. Disconnect to connect to what matters. And by so doing, we truly are able to liberate ourselves. The Shlom Rebbe expands on this and really develops this theme in a beautiful essay that I wish I had time to learn fully with you. But this is the message going into the Shabbos, is don't observe one Shabbos, observe two. Shabbososai Tishmoru. There are the two components of Shabbos. There is the revisiting creation and understanding that all that we do, all the conquering of the world, all that emulating and imitating Hashem to create, the tachlis of it all is to get to Shabbos. When you get to Shabbos, don't run out of energy. When you get to Shabbos, don't collapse and pass out. When you get to Shabbos, don't have nothing left to give your family, yourself, to give Shabbos. Shabbos is why you're doing it all. It's like you put all the work in for the wedding. And why are you working so hard? You're making the plans. Remember when you were able to have a wedding, and please God, we'll be able to have again soon. And I know there are people who are with us and who are watching, who are longing and anticipating when we can celebrate simchas together. Please God, b'mhera v'yameinu. So you have to plan, and you speak to the caterer, and you set the menu, and you meet with the decor, and what is the band, and everyone has their new outfit, and all of that work, and then somebody's got to work really hard to earn the money to pay for all of that. So imagine you did all of that, and you got to the wedding, and you said, ah, Let's do this quickly. I'm exhausted. I need to get to bed. Or you sit at that wedding and your eyes are closing. You're half asleep. You're disconnected. Everything you've done, all the effort, all the planning, it was all to be able to get to that simcha, to that wedding. So that's when you have to make sure that you have the most. That's when you have to live the fullest. That's when you have to extract and take out everything from it. And that's what Shabbos is at the end of the week. All week long we're planning. All week long we're working. All week long we're earning. All week long we're providing so that we can get to Shabbos. That's what it's for. Don't run out of energy. Don't run. This is when you run into energy. Rejuvenate, re-energize. I don't care what you have to do. Drink a huge cup of coffee right before you make Kiddush. You can't before you make Kiddush. Before you make Kabbalah Shabbos, before you make Shabbos, drink, have a caffeine pill, a five-hour, a 25-hour energy. We're going to invent a new drink, a new energy drink. 25-hour energy. It's called Shabbos. It's called lighting candles. It's called making Kiddush. It's called Shalom Aleichem. It's called giving brachas. You don't need to drink. As Helega Geshmak Yidin, what we do is we're Mekadesh the Shabbos. When we sanctify the Shabbos, that's like swallowing a 25-hour energy drink. And we have whatever it takes to be able to experience the greatest Shabbos. And where do we get that energy from? We're energized by the notion that I could take all my worries and problems and I can put them up on a shelf. 25 hours. This duality, these two components. Also, these two components perhaps can reflect another duality, the notion of two Shabbos as I'm keeping. On the one hand of Shabbos, there is the, there is the uh, passive. On the one hand of Shabbos, there's what I have to abstain or refrain from. 39 categories of creative labor I can't violate. I can't plant and plow and harvest and grind, and I can't bake and cook. I can't do all those things. There's what I have to abstain or refrain. I have to be passive. But there's another component of Shabbos. I have to imbue it and endow it with holiness. And that doesn't happen passively. And it doesn't happen by accident. It takes effort. It takes effort. 
Ein Kedusha B'li That's what Erev Shabbos is also about. That's why you're here with me. That's why we're working on the experience of Erev Shabbos. I want to end by reminding you what I sent out. Those who are not yet part of it, please join our Erev Shabbos group. We have uh, WhatsApp groups that we send out every Friday morning. Wake up to a message, a uh, short audio clip and a message of what to do that Friday to turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. And this morning I reminded everybody of the following practice, which I love and I strongly encourage. A practice that's known in the Hasidic Shehemesh Avelt as Toa Meha. Where does that come from? So the Beis Yosef quotes in Simon Reish Pei Beis, it's brought down by the Magen Avram, which he calls it a mitzvah, to taste the Shabbos food on Erev Shabbos. Now, Pikuach nefesh is docha, even this mitzvah. Be careful. Make sure you talk to whoever cooked and prepared that food. Don't risk your life in order to taste it. But some have the custom. If you make a potato kugel, you also make another little potato kugel. If you made X, you also make a little version of X. So on Erev Shabbos to Ameha, those who want have a little something to taste and to tap into. Why are we doing that? So it's brought down. The Arizala says, because not just do we want to make sure the food tastes good, what if there's an adjustment that has to be made? In my home, it's always perfect from the start. But let's say you have to add more spices. Let's say you have to uh, adjust it to make sure it tastes good. The Arizal said it's deeper than that. You know, in, in, in royalty, in the palace, they used to have professional tasters. Before you serve food to royalty, to aristocracy, to a state dinner, someone better taste it and make sure it's your best effort. Shabbos Queen is coming. Shabbos Queen is going to be a guest at our table. Shalom Aleichem. We're welcoming the Shabbos Queen. Someone has to taste the food. We are trying to create an atmosphere within our home already on Erev Shabbos. Our home is a palace. We're welcoming royalty called the Shabbos Queen. Panei Shabbos Nekabla, as we spoke a few weeks ago, we're putting on our Shabbos Panim. We're putting on our Shabbos relaxed, tranquil, happy face. We're welcoming that royalty within ourselves. We need to taste and make sure that the food is good. But I think there's another reason we do it as well. And again, the Magen Avram calls it a mitzvah, to'ameha. Where does it come from the word to'ameha? We say in Shabbos Musaf, to'ameha chayim zachu. Those who taste it will merit life. It means in the context of Musaf, those who taste Shabbos will merit the world to come. However, the Beis Yosef quotes to'ameha chayim zachu means those who taste those who taste the Shabbos food on Erev Shabbos, Chaim Zachu. There's a mitzvah, Toa Meha. Tap into Shabbos already on Erev Shabbos. And that, I think, is the deeper reason for this custom, for this practice that some have, which is we draw Shabbos in early, we extend Shabbos even further. It's not Friday, it's Erev Shabbos. What makes Friday Erev Shabbos? When I wake up to a set table. What makes Shabbos, What makes Friday Erev Shabbos? When I've organized my schedule, when I'm preparing a Dvar Torah, when I've, um, when I'm, my clothing, my haircut, my shaving, non-svira, cutting my nails, all my preparations, including among them, I'm tasting the food. Toameha. I'm already drawing the energy, the sweetness, the taste of Shabbos. I'm bringing it in, I'm drawing it in even earlier. So my friends, Shabbosai Tishmoru, there are two components of Shabbos. There's what we abstain or refrain from, and then there's the holiness of Shabbos. Thank you for joining me, and every week we get together 